back everybody to the Liquid Football Podcast. Um, well done if you survived the first part, because uh, we talked Martin. a l- we talked a lot about football. But in our defence, we had a lot to get through, and we had extensive debates on uh, Frimpong, uh, if you know Arteta Ball, what that actually is, and if Bournemouth still exists. Has anyone checked if Bournemouth still? Not in the last twenty four hours. Not in the last twenty four hours. Okay, yeah. well, keep, we'll keep we'll keep an eye on that as the show goes on. In the meantime, guys, it is time for VAR Wars. And we have a, I suppose, a double or quadruple <laughs> dose <laughs> of VAR Wars, if you count it as that. So, as you can imagine, VAR was on a very quiet one over Christmas. Yeah. I say that facetiously. Um, we'll start Let's off then. See the picture. No. Oh. <laughs> Doggo picture. Doggo picture. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, let's see. Go on, yeah, let's see. Oh, fuck, that's too cute. Go away. <laughs> we don't see how much of a horrible animal my dog is. <laughs> no, he's so good. Anyway. My mom was actually teaching uh, guide dogs. Yeah. They're doing a home visit now in the next day or two. But what? she's going to be teaching like guide dogs. So I was like, man, you're not going to do that. That's not going to happen. Like, you're just going to steal Yeah. You're doing it like, okay, you send me the next one. Jane, you haven't, you haven't given us the last two. No, no, I did. They're definitely there. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally going to be a horror and Eve. They're just going to be nicking dogs left, right, and center. I'm One of them was going to prison. <laughs> Let's just stay this. Just accept that, yeah. yeah. Anyway, moving on with VAR Wars because we're live, pal. Um, a few to talk about. Uh, obviously, Liverpool and West Ham don't count because um, that match didn't happen because we were in the glorious uh, benevolent empire of Qatar. Where no one has died ever. Ever. So they don't count in this round. But when we, we play them on the 29th, so when we do play them, I'll fill them back into this match day. So the one to talk about is the uh, first of all, Burnley, that goal against Bournemouth. That was VAR approved. Yeah. Check for a potential handball. There was not. Uh, so that goal was given. Chelsea then had a point. That was the uh, Gazaniga crossbody, which was a fantastic Ray Mysterio impression uh, against Willian. So that was VAR given the penalty. Sheffield United. Had minus two. They the John Egan goal was ruled out for handball oh. prior to scoring, and then Jack O'Connell, who's not Irish but should be, and his goal was ruled out for offside. So a three 0 win for Sheffield that should have been ended up being a one 0 win, and it was Ollie McBurney literally bunging the ball into the net, which is just. Well, like, were those two goals meant to be yours? Were they actually? Well, like, was that actually a handball? Uh, yeah, well, you know, it, kind of way. So far as a, it's ball to hand. Ball to hand, ball. yeah. Uh, the Jack O'Connell one is like is a, is a, is an offside. It is it is a fairly an off an offside, so you can kind of argue with that. But it's Sheffield; they should be allowed to win games. <laughs> um, Spurs then they also had a minus one in their uh, calamitous game. So obviously the Gazaniga penalty that counts as a plus one for Chelsea. Yeah. But the uh, human son uh, sending off that was the escalation to a red card so that counts as a minus one to Spurs. Um, match day 19 then that was the uh, fixtures at Boxing Day or Stevens Day if you're uh, Paddy Elgos right. if you're correct yeah uh, I'm used to saying Boxing Day fixtures why? why? I don't know why? I don't know you, you live in it is Stevens Day. I'm well aware of that I'm well aware of that why it's are you purely used to saying Boxing Day? Purely, I every time, not let Nordy hear this. No, every I, time I hear Boxing Day, I'm like, no, no, when is that? But I, but I don't, I don't, I never call it Boxing Day. I call them, but I, for whatever reason, it's in my head that they're Boxing Day fixtures. That's you're it. You're a fucking Brit prick. Whatever. West Brit. Prick. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> moving swiftly on. Um, Man City. There's actually not much to say about them on uh, Stevens Day. Or lads, is better. Is, is that better? Is it? Anyway, so Man City got two points, right? 
Uh, keep getting yes. <laughs> so <laughs> the penalty they got a penalty given by VAR after Gundogan's foot was stood on by a Wolves defender mm-hmm. and then the uh, uh, their Sterling penalty that was missed was retaken for encroachment yeah. so that counts as a plus one to the city as well and mm-hmm. um, the other one I can mention is Spurs they got a minus one because their Kane goal was ruled out for marginal offside and it was barely marginal um, and then holy shit um, I think half the league was interfered with by VAR yeah. in uh, match day 20. This is when it woke up. Yes. So, slumber. <laughs> so <laughs> starting off with Brighton, um, they got a minus one because Dan Burns' uh, goal was ruled out for Marginal offside. I'm not sure how a six foot seven left back would be offside, but here we are. Um, Max Meyer. Yes, it's a, it's a terrible, tumultuous world we live in. <laughs> Max Meyer's goal was ruled out as uh, Zaha was offside marginally when he was playing the assist. That was a minus one for Crystal Palace. Uh, the only plus one actually uh, of this match day was Liverpool, and that was the uh, yes, was the over Liverpool. I think you find. Mm. Yeah, Liverpool. Uh, allegedly, I've, allegedly. I've gotten onto that one. Yeah, yeah, not according to my spreadsheet. Um, <laughs> so VAR overruled the handball decision on the Lanet because it didn't actually hit his hand; it hit his very, very sharp shoulder blade. And you can see actually see it from the ball, like it just goes like bounce and over there, like <laughs> it's like how fucking spindly is he? Anyway, um, so the goal was given in the end. Uh, North City had a minus one. This is the first time they've been interfered by VAR this yeah. season. They went, they got twenty match days through without being interfered with. Shit. And, and it was, and it was the team to be the one that relegates them. Potentially, yeah, yeah, the most significant point of it all. Uh, and it was a Timmy Pukki goal that was apparently offside because Pokemon. Yeah, like whatever. Sh- was in the way of the agendas. Guy. No one likes Delia Smith. Whatever. Fucking any yeah. kind of rule. Um, Sheffield United had another goal uh, disallowed. Uh, I think like that's their sixth. To, yeah, I was going to say it's they're their sixth. To top of yeah. the league for disallowed goals for ridiculously tight offside. I'm surprised yeah. their players still celebrate after they score a goal. <laughs> yeah. 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 Might be just I think Goldrick is just so excited to score something one day. He's like, <laughs> yeah! And he's just not like. Said, he's not David, it's a real doubt. Shut up, I don't care, I scored! Please show Mick. I miss Steve Stanton. <laughs> anyway, I'm the gaffer. I've always been the gaffer. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, um, oh, that was emotional. You went full Marty there. Oh, jeez. Oh, We've all gone full Marty after that fucking bottle of wine. Anyway, um, so like I said, Moose had that goal ruled out by Varad. was against Man-, Man City. Don't know why. Agendas. And obviously the last minus one then was in the Liverpool game versus Wolves. That was the Pedro Neto goal that was ruled out for offside. Again. That's a minus one. And a few more then from New Year's Day. Uh, Any objections to me calling it New Year's Day? Is there any kind of Irish equivalent of New Year's Day? Yeah, New Year's Day. New Year's Day, okay. So New Year's Day. Yep. New Year's Law. (laughs) (laughs) Law to New Year's. (laughs) Law to New Year's. (laughs) So you go from Irish to Latin to English in like fucking no, that's Lord impressive. Is Law Day in Irish? Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. And I'm the West Brit. Okay. I All right. Fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, I didn't even attempt to make the pick to, to make that like uh, that a thing. Yeah. Oscailge, because <laughs> I know so little that's, Irish. Oscailge is in Irish. In Irish. 
just so you know. Yeah, okay, we're on board with that, cool. So, uh, Aston Villa had a goal ruled out by VAR. That was a greatest goal, as I mentioned in the last podcast. Because he's a rough face fuck. No, because Wesley's heel was raised in the build-up yeah, of the yeah, goal and was offside yeah. as a result. In all fairness, the VAR referee looked at him and said, who scored that goal? Greenish, Grand. Nah. Greenish, no. Let's look for an excuse to scrap uh, this off. That guy's heel was off the ground. Go fuck yourself, Greenish. <laughs> Get <laughs> a haircut. <laughs> and we all applauded. Yeah. I know, Greenish is actually quite good over Christmas. He scored two cracking goals and this one was really good as well. Yeah, yeah. but he's still a rough face fuck. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, um, he's going to get a great England call-up, isn't he, Neil? Yeah, great England call-up. England. Yes. Gareth Sarkate's Barmy Army. Burr. Yeah, I'm still going to fuck off. Gary yeah, Neville will probably try and call him up if his hair gets any longer. Yeah. Well, sorry, Phil Neville. I was about to say, yeah, I, I was yeah. to say, Gary Neville's doing really well if he can get the England job. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> he, might, have... he might go that way if... Let's <laughs> 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 give him a call-up. Yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, come around. <laughs> Just to give his brother, like, be better than his brother. Yeah. Else. I got beaten by 8-0 eight, eight by Barcelona, and I'm still better than you as a coach. <laughs> anyway, um, Palace got a point. Uh, their offside call on uh, FIFA manager legend Conor Wickham. That goal was overturned because uh, Zimmerman's foot played him on side. So that's how uh, Palace equalised against Norwich in the 95th minute. Because Conor Wickham was not as offside as people thought. That's good. Uh, if Vara's not done anything, it's given Conor Wickham a new lease on life. Because none of you ever heard of Conor Wickham. No. No. Figured. So, um, Man City, minus one. The Phil Foden goal at the start of their game against Everton that was ruled out as Maris deemed offside in the build-up. Then we had Watford, a minus one for them. Uh, the Cabaselli goal, or sorry, goal, do you hear me? He's sending off. It was initially a yellow card, but uh, Vara overturned it and made it a red card because he was believed to be last man back. So... A bit harsh, apparently, because I don't know yeah. why. Yeah. And uh, actually, the opposite happened to West Ham in their game against Bournemouth because Aaron Cresswell had a red card overturned by VAR as this, as the VAR believed this challenge was not foul play. So that, that, Is that the first red card overturning of the season? Uh, the second, no. I think, yeah, second. Um, it happened actually just a couple of weeks ago, would you believe? I just can't see it on my screen here. In any case, that's a plus one to West Ham. So... Uh, at the moment, Man United are still leading for our wards by four points. Uh, we have three losers now, actually, of uh, of our wards. We have a minus three for Brighton, a minus three for uh, Newcastle, I believe. No, I'm blind. Uh, Sheffield United, blind. there we go. And a minus three then for Wolves. So they're would, all yeah, losing like Sheffield Wars. United just always seem to be getting the right yeah. stick there. I'm actually surprised it's not more than... Well, it's because, they, it's because it had the, uh, results in their favour as well. Mm. So. Um, uh, I did see a table during the week uh, where it shows that Spurs are currently six places above where they should be if it wasn't for VAR. Yeah. I found that table very interesting because the gap between Liverpool and City were much closer. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to work that out. It's just like... It, that's down to more so for City not getting decisions like penalties and encroachments and yeah. stuff like that as opposed to and obviously I think the ones they were kind of like beating us over was the game against Palace where they had the goal over goal disallowed yeah. with VAR and there was another game right before that I think it was Brighton or someone else and they had a goal disallowed too and I was thinking like that's on the assumption that we wouldn't have scored again so that game if those games stayed as draws yeah. then we would have been there but any case I've, it's, it's still an interesting table showing how much VAR has actually interfered with yeah. the season you know in any case that is VAR Wars you know they're still leading and everyone else is pretty much losing Bar Newcastle <laughs> who are trying their darnest to stay to stay afloat 
Speaking of staying afloat, um, it's time for the P45 crew. Quite quiet over Christmas. Only three seconds to tell you about. And the first one was down in League Two, uh, as Manfi- Mansfield Town, who are a banter club in, their, in themselves, they sacked their manager Don Dempster after his team failed to win a league club league game since the twenty sixth of October. Which is he a bad one. Sounds like an EastEnders character. Um. Yeah. I I go with that. Dem- like Dempster. Yeah. No, he's he's like a he's like a rough DCI. I think like DCI Dempster. You know. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Like in a real kind of Don. Yeah. Don Dempster. Yeah. You know, real kind of line gritty. of duty. You'll be investigating them. Yeah, season seven <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> Last game in charge was a one-all draw with Crew Alexander because he was taken down by uh, <laughs> by <laughs> Ted Hastings and his team. Um, December twenty eighth, Manuel Pellegrini was sacked immediately after their loss against Leicester City. I presume I like to think no matter what happened in that game, he was, was going to be sacked. Yeah. yeah. If he had bet Leicester five like nil, five nil, yeah. he might have. Crept into <laughs> just like alive. just like David Sullivan just packing like Moisey in a closet. It's just like, uh, yeah, Manuel, great game, yeah. yeah. Are you, like a, are you like a kid that's like a child that's walked into the room when you're wrapping its present. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like your man when the Irish guide dogs crowd turned. Yeah, he's like, yeah. <laughs> no, there's no dog here. What the fuck? <laughs> Shut, Shut it. <laughs> Shut up, Jasper. <laughs> Fucking stupid dog. <laughs> Anyway, so as we all know, uh, the last game was against Leicester. Pellegrini was replaced by his predecessor, David Moyes. Return of the Moyes. Return of the Moyes. Once again. Return of the Moyes. Here I am. Return of the Moyes. Open the door. This is going to happen every time you mention David Moyes. I'm really upset about that. (laughs) So, January 2nd then. uh, Macclesfield. uh, Manager Daryl Sheridan resigned from his post because he hasn't been paid. Um, also that and Macclesfield have been able to play games in League 2 because they have no money um, but it still counts because his last game in charge was a one that lost to Vegan Bastards uh, Forest Green Rovers which I believe is their name now so what, Vegan Bastards Vegan Bastards yeah <laughs> actually um, v- actually, fair play to Forest Green Rovers because they are, um, they've got plan permission for a 5,000 seater wooden stadium nice yeah and it's all like it's all eco-friendly it's all recyclable made forest yeah and uh, Big Bad Wolf's going to blow it down in a couple of years, so that's great. Oh, when they run out of money, it's going to borrow it down for the insurance money. Good old-fashioned Bradford, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Bradford, that's, that's, Bradford. That, that, that's offside, I'm Go sorry. Full Bradford. Yeah. Okay, so still leading the P45 crew is Bristol City, Southampton, and Tranmere Rovers. Woo! So, that's the end of the P45 crew. It's now time for the Hand of Cods. <laughs> This fella Ronaldo is a cop. I don't care if he's going. I thought he he was fucking dreadful. Lord Liddick, he's the guy who ran away and left his wife for a young one.
So, uh, Rachel, would you like to start off? Yes. Um, like, I don't think it's ever been done as a COD on this podcast before. Something new on the hand of COD. I'm shocked. No, no I can't oh, even for... get stretched. No, it's the FAI. Yay! Oh, my God. Um, so the last what time, have they done now? I think the last time <laughs> I was talking about the FAI as my CODs, they had just tried to sneak away the fact that Donald Conway was leaving the mm-hmm. FA- as head of the FAI, stepping down, and they announced this during the Brexit mm. uh, elections, the re Solid, solid flash market there, lads. Mm. In uh, the UK. So obviously that news slipped under the radar in terms of the national broadcasters, but yeah, I think other bit, people... Yeah caught up on it and were like no you're not getting away with this yeah it's was, it was in case you missed it folder yeah um, <laughs> so yeah in the last few weeks we have found out that they owe like 55 million yep. they are going to have to get liquidated yeah no they owe 55 yeah they owe 55 million but they have 58 million in assets but none of those assets can be turned into cash yeah because reasons yeah um, Shane Ross um, has been invited twice to meetings with them but has said nah because well number one Shane Ross is a fucking cunt and the FAI actually are trying to do things on their own terms despite being this much in debt Mm. Um, and the latest development is that the Garda have come out and said the FAI actually owe us (laughs) 360,000 euro this is fucking embarrassing for security at matches (laughs) and they kind of hadn't brought it up because they're like, oh, they're in enough trouble at the minute. And then someone was like, oh, actually, Garda, have you have you gotten paid by FAI? Like, are you one of the few people they pay? Like, no, <laughs> really sorry, but to bring this up because I know they're in trouble. But it's a yeah, bit awkward, but us because we're really fucking struggling to keep members of the Garda force in the job. Oh uh, so they really need that money, and the FAI are refusing. Well, they just like haven't paid them, and I don't think they're going to pay them because, according to Conway, there are more financial revelations to come. <gasps> oh, we're gonna find out about the secret cocaine budget. <laughs> um, this is very much a like a can of worms that has led somehow to an even bigger can of worms. It's a can in a can. It's like a no, no, no. It is a can in a can. can. Of basilics. Mm. Yes, exactly. It is a can <laughs> in a can. But for somehow the internal can is bigger than the can you had initially. So it's actually a TARDIS of worms. Exactly. Yes. We are going full. The FBI up. is a TARDIS of worms. So um, um, yeah, no, it's just. Yeah, no, that they are my cod because um, I have. Um, there's a very real possibility that they'll collapse 100% that's all big there's, there's only somehow I think that seems like the best option but I genuinely feel sorry um, I will put my hand up and say I don't necessarily fo- follow the League of Ireland I follow St. Pat's because I live near them and they have Arsenal jerseys and I have always that's, that's, this, that's this criteria isn't it just red and white you love them automatically. Um, I would keep up to date with how they're doing in the league, but I will honestly say I live five minutes from Richmond Park and I've not been to a match. I'm kind of in the same rowers. Um, so like, so I see where you're coming from. I used to live five minutes away from fucking Daily Mount. Uh, Loads of bows games. Bows for life. Fuck all y'all. Um, Plastics. Frauds. Shamrock Rovers could go fuck themselves. Ah, get over yourself, you man. <laughs> Well, I had actually made the res uh, like the New Year's resolution, but I kind of did this last October. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I was gonna actually go to more. I was gonna 
the reason why I haven't been to League of Ireland matches is because my training nights are on mm-hmm. the same night as all the matches. They're always on a Monday night. I have trained on Monday nights. I haven't been able to go. Mm. That is that has been my priority. Sorry. Um, with the new manager in tow this year, our training nights are going to be switched up. So I, I said, oh, this is great. I am going to go see League of Ireland. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I made this resolution, the fucking thing might actually get dissolved mm. because the FAI are fucking cunts and they don't want me to be happy in life. They also don't want you at that match. Just. No. Yeah, because no. you're a woman, and that's. Yeah, all that. I would bring the the tone down. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. In fact, you should actually you should actually just get in the disguise like little women, just like to just pretend to be no, a man. No, they just don't want somebody throwing. Go full Mulan at them. They don't like, want somebody throwing raw meat at the players. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point, actually. That's a very very good point. We didn't we didn't cover the raw meat angle. She didn't cover must the raw meat. Slab of bacon at a player. <laughs> And the raw meat is on the pitch. It was out for um, five weeks. I will say though, I did try and follow whenever the matches were on on a Friday night on the RT player. <laughs> and how you tried to follow on the RT player. That was the wrong answer. That, yeah, that was my exact issue. Is that I tried and whenever I you tried, you might as well have tried to follow it by carrier pigeons. <laughs> I probably would have been more successful. Trevor, I'd have had Trevor, pigeons. What score? I'd have had pigeons. I'd have had pigeons to play with. <laughs> so, Trevor, Trevor, what's the score? <laughs> 2-1 oh my say what a performance off you go Trevor fuck Dundalk <laughs> anyway oh, yeah, uh, that was my thought it's the FAI because they're gonna ruin football for all the local punters around the country mm-hmm. yep and the big wigs are gonna get off scot-free yes yes pretty much and it's all yep it's all thanks to good old fashioned sweet delicious corruption sweet delicious corruption <laughs> which Ireland, Ireland hasn't had a fucking enough of yes yet. nope we're breeding more of it indeed corruption and cocaine they go speaking get, of corruption my cod today is a little club that's been the subject of a Netflix documentary. You might have heard of them. Until ah, I die. They, they, they protected nonces in the past. They've done everything. I just want to. I want to check in with Sunderland to see how they're doing. Right. So no, we have the, we have massively covered them. With we have in previous iterations. Hilarious, hilarious quiz. We had a we had a Sunderland <laughs> quiz in a previous iteration. Go digging in our um, YouTube archives for that one because that actually was fucking brilliant. They're all true stories, like 12 questions, all about Sunderland, and they're all true. Like Rodwell getting paid 44 grand a week in League One, yeah. which was 22 times the average weight. It actually, he, he, was, he was being paid more than all of Accrington Stanley, yes, which yes. is genuinely... Who are they? Exactly. Are they? So, <laughs> and actually, not even that, but most of the team didn't have uh, relegation clauses going yeah. into League One, because they'd already accepted a pay cut to go into the championship. Yeah. So, like, they were and then we have the Ricky Alvarez conundrum yeah which actually has had a resolution this year oh my god yes so we were talking about how like they actually had to pay up 13 million to Inter Milan for signing him even though it's supposed to be a loan but they didn't realise in the fine print there's an op- there's an obligation to buy because they got obligation and option to buy mixed up mm-hmm. oh my god. so it was an option to buy so they actually 13 million. They, no they paid to, they had to pay 13 million to not have him yes so they didn't, they, didn't, <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't like secure him at, they didn't totally basically get his license yeah. as a footballer and still think I'm okay I'm sure I'm having the exact same reaction as I had the first time I heard this yeah, like, yeah. what the fuck but here's the thing right um, sweet delicious words in the football dictionary is third party ownerships uh, I saw this on the Guardian actually which I get this is my source for all this stuff right and apparently the club that Ricky Alvarez came from before Inter Milan was Velez Sarsfeld in Argentina and so they have had to pay them for the third party ownership, which is to the tune of three hundred and forty grand. Oh. And that's for training. That's essentially training compensation. That's like saying, like, thanks for having him here. Here's the money. But it's also the agent of the club and like the sell on clause and all this sort oh of stuff. Oh my gosh! You look so, to see it. 
You'll love to see it. So, I'm going to read the League One table out for you, and I want you to guess how far Sunderland go. Where do you think they are in the League One table right now? I reckon they are 14th. 14th? 8th. 8th. So, first is Wickham. Mm-hmm. Second is Rotherham. Third is Coventry City, also a banter club. Fourth, Oxford United. Fifth, Ipswich Town, banter club. Sixth, Peterborough, banter club. Fleetwood Town, banter club. Ugh. Eighth, Bristol Rovers. Ninth, Portman, former banter club. Tenth, Blackpool, former banter club. Eleventh, Gillingham. Twelfth, Burton, Albion. Thirteenth, Sunderland. They are joint points with Shrewsbury in 14th. Shrewsbury, they're like a song. (laughs) They're a song. Um, Like, like Sunderland have a 49,000 capacity stadium. Yes. And they actually broke the tri- the attendance record last season between them and Bradford. 44,500 people went to their game, which is brilliant. Great story. But alas, <laughs> but alas, it's got worse for Sunderland. So they had a manager in charge, which is Jack Ross. We actually covered them in the P45 crew. Yeah. He got sacked because basically the club, the team was not performing up to the owner's standards. The owner now is not... The owner was um, they, uh, Ellis, who's Ellis gone Short, yeah. Ellis Short. Now it's Stuart Donald, who used to uh, own Eastleigh Town, a uh, team in the uh, Vanarama League, and were doing actually quite well. Sold up the club and bought something as a result for 170 million. I want to keep want you to keep that number in your mind. So they sell Jack, they sack Jack Ross because basically they've been mid-table all season. They're not vying for promotion. They actually lost the League One playoff last year to Charlton. Lee Bowyer's Charlton I'll have you know good god banter club again although not anymore they've actually been they've actually their takeover happened today well, you know <laughs> as a side story but anyway um, so they've been in the league they're, in, they're deep in the league, league one quicksand now they mm-hmm. are stuck there the only good thing is that they're probably, they won't be relegated this season no because Southend and Bolton are all still on single digits for their points this season Bolton have had Bolton had a minus 15 uh points deduction because of their financial rules. Yeah. Yeah. They've actually been winning games quite well. They'd be actually be like mid-table League One form at the moment, but because they're so far behind, they're definitely getting relegated. There's there's no way they can pick up 20 they points. They were in the Premier League. Ten years ago. Yeah. They're That's now, a glam up for you. They're now going into League Two. Yes. That's 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 what Ken Anderson can do for a team. Um, or... Actually, no, like Big Sam kept them up. Like yeah. Big Sam was the Big heart Sam, and soul. Like, yeah. JJ Okocha, R- Rowan Ricketts, Ivan Al- Campo. Anyway, Gary Cahill, wasn't he? Yes, Gary Cahill was the death knell. Anyway, um, so Sunderland, right? <laughs> the chairman, Stuart Donald, obviously sacked the manager and got Phil Parkinson in, who was the former Bolton manager. And he obviously, he didn't get paid for months because he wanted to keep, he, he was loyal to Bolton. He wanted to get them out of the mire. Didn't work. He left and immediately became um, Sutherland manager. And uh, the reason this I kind of picked this was because just over the weekend, Sutherland drew one all with Bolton. And apparently Sutherland uh, fans, this is the point where they're turning on Phil Parkinson. They want him to be sacked. And they also want Stuart uh, Donald to sell up the club, which he is trying to do. So this is where the story happens. <laughs> that was the build-up. This is all this now. So the Sunderland chairman, this comes from Louise Taylor, by the way. He's done great work on Sunderland. She's saying that it's, she's had to answer ask questions of Stuart Donald because apparently he's trying to sell the club for nine million pounds. So from hundred and seventy million. Yes. To nine million. So what's been happening is. Jesus, I could nearly. <laughs> we can all we have a whip around like for something, but here's what's happening here, right? 
basically, Stuart Donald has um, accepted a loan of £9 million from a group called FPP. Not Financial Fair Play, mm-hmm. it's FPP. It's a subcontractor of Dell Computers. Yeah, it's owned by Michael Dell. Yes. Well, they, they, they're established by billionaires who are friends with Michael Dell, oh. right? So basically, Stuart Donald is, is trying to like basically coax four billionaires into Sunderland by buying loans off them, right? With the flaccid penis control. With the, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good name, actually, for them. So anyway, they did this last month as well. They put £12 million into Sunderland, right? Big investment, like a big cash injection to get them going. Nothing happened. So now Donald's asking, like, here, do you want to put, like, £9 million into the club? Yes, happened. Nothing's going on. So people are wondering now, why is the money going into Sunderland and not actually, like going out like still, the players are still getting paid but there's just mm. no performance there's no players being signed or anything like that the manager's not seen any bounce or anything like that just the money's going into Sunderland and it's not necessarily going anywhere it's like a block disappearing it's disappearing so basically is John Delaney there <laughs> <laughs> so basically what what they're trying to figure out is what is happening with the money why is there somebody lo- why is someone loaning so much without necessarily like doing anything with the money is it just are people going around in like plaster casts made out of cocaine <laughs> I don't think that's it I think what's happening is <laughs> they're going to the danger zone <laughs> <laughs> so essentially what they cocaine think is fun. <laughs> what they think is, hap- is happening is Stuart Donald is basically trying to sell the club via the back door yeah. by basically getting FFP to loan them loan him out so much money Right now, this is financial fraud, by the way. Um, trying to loan so much money to Sunderland, right? Such that Sunderland will go under, and FAP will take them over as a basically as a bad debt. Yeah, you know. So Stuart Donald would necessarily wouldn't get his return back as such, but he'd basically be able to be in bed with FFP and Dell Computers as mm-hmm. by association. Yeah, and he he won't he won't get his money back, but he will get shot of a toxic asset. Exactly. So he's thinking, like, basically, like, the cash injections are kind of making it less toxic, but also, like, FPP are just going to be left with this. Mm. And he can run away, basically, with his, like, with whatever fucking death he has Whatever left. money he's squirreled into. He's squirreled into, yeah. So this is what the the supposed allegation is. But apparently FPP think, oh, no, we're just investing in luxury apartments around Sutherland. Oh, yeah, because their training ground is state-of-the-art. Yeah. It's state of the art. It's Premier League standard like. And it's also in a really, really good part of town. Yes. It's like upmarket Sunderland. Yeah, yeah, the real estate value on that is quite high. So people are making a connection thinking, oh, you're putting money into the club to buy the academy and then maybe turning it into flats. Maybe yeah. turning it into property or just buying it outright and doing whatever you want with it. All the while, this is only the business side. Because of it. FPP are property developers. They are. Yes. Yes. Now, now it's starting to click. Now Ted Hastings fucking the, yeah. the sirens coming up here. So now we got now we're sucking diesel lads because that's only the business side. The football side, right? Aidan McGeady hasn't played for them since September, mm-hmm. or rather, it's not uh, October. Sorry, that's when Phil Parkinson t- took charge because Phil Parkinson doesn't like Aidan McGeady. No. He's training with the under twenty threes following a training ground incident, which presumably was Aidan McGeady trying to shiv Phil Parkinson. <laughs> <laughs> And Chris McGuire is one of their star strikers, right? Up there with Will Grigg and Charlie Wyke and all the others. Is he's, he on fire as well? We don't know. Well, he's not on fire because he was spotted having a post-match meal at McDonald's oh. after a 1-0 loss to Gillingham. <laughs> he's done a Darren Gibson. So, oh, on the pitch and off the pitch, Sunderland is a disaster. 
And I can confirm Will Grigg is not on fire at some of it. That's got the undercurrent all yeah. the time. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's probably the most cheerful thing anything has happened in relation Pretty to Sunderland. It is a shambles of a club. It's somehow worse than like the likes I of... I think they fully deserve this after Bath oh, and Johnson. So uh, yeah, it, it's, it is karma. It is complete karma, really. But it, like I said, sometimes it's the case of you love to also, see it. Also, they drew, uh, the last time, we were, actually when we were talking about this over the last week, they drew one all with Fleetwood. Yes. Uh, thanks to a penalty from Chet, Chet Evans. Evans. <laughs> so, right? Nonce defenders being taken down by a nonce. <laughs> You'd love to see it. You'd love to see it. You'd, You'd love, love to see it. it. But here's the thing, though. There's still a Netflix documentary to come out from last season. Yeah. When they were stuck in the League One mire. And there's still a season three as well. Like they've really? got Yeah, apparently so. So there's still documentaries to come out about last season and this season. All about the chairman, all about the manager, all about the league. The despair of losing two finals at Wembley. It's all despair. It's all fucking sadness. It's all misery. Sunderland is a, is a bad penny. Sunderland should support their women's team because they have produced some of the yes. most of the England lionesses at this stage. Yeah, like so, Bentley, like, Jordan, Nobbs, Jill Scott, mm. uh, even you could very much make an argument that Sunderland, because Sunderland women have been so separate from the like the they've the shit quite quite geographically separate <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah, but because that, but because of that, like they've been like the one good thing about Sunderland is yeah. that the team is actually quite good and yeah. they should put their effort into it or yeah, even the when fans. Did, when we did the quiz, when I did the Sunderland quiz, at mm. that point they were fifth in the WSL. Yeah, you know, I was like, I'm like. The only reason they weren't in the women's FA Cup mm. was because they, like, we had beaten them in the quarterfinals. Yeah. But, like. <laughs> but how times change, Neil. Yeah. That was two years ago. Yeah. Two years ago. So, that's Sunderland uh, in a nutshell. We'll check back at them in 2021 and see if they're still existing. I probably, probably don't think so. Nope. No. No. Um, Aidan McGeady is still uh, scouring. Uh, the 20, under 23. Looking so. for Phil Parkinson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chasing car Aiden parks McGee everywhere. He's now transitioning and playing in the Sunderland women's team. We're <laughs> <laughs> now battling for top place. He's now Eileen McGeady. Uh, yes. <laughs> in the he's, FAWSL. Yeah. Or he's finally uh, went to his true home, uh, Shelburne FC. So. <laughs> Aww. No, let's not. Let's not go that far. Uh, Neil, what's your card? My card is Jose Mourinho. Hey! Someone had to do it. Someone had to do it. The charm offensive is over. Yes, we talked about this at length in the rundown, but it is a strong candidate. I was going to have him as my card of the week, but I was like, Neil's probably going to do it. Yes. And also, then the FAI story about the Garda thing came up, and I was like, I'm going to take this, and Neil can have Mourinho. Golden assist, lads. Fuck Mourinho. Pretty much. Um... How has it, it slipped so fast is what I can't understand. Because he's at Spurs and mm. everything goes to shit when you're at Spurs because they're a shit club full of fucking you know, The thing is, it didn't... It did, Thank you, it Arsenal took, fan Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> she is not wrong. Um, she is Thank just you, an Arsenal, Arsenal fan. fan. She's yes. just... <laughs> for all the good that my opinion does. Isn't mm. No, basically, it didn't fall to pieces at, say, Real because they were winning a load of shit. It didn't really fall to pieces that quickly. Because they had Ronaldo to fall back on. Because it didn't do it... Yeah, it didn't fall to pieces that quickly at Chelsea because they were winning things. And United. And he had Hazard. It didn't really fall to pieces that quickly at um, United because they had all that money. Um, and he's got none of those things at Chelsea at yes. Spurs he's got none of those things he's it's got it. no money he's got no trophies <laughs> he's got no fans <laughs> he's got no ground <laughs> yeah he's got no grounds he's got a shit ground 
It's playing shit. It's literal shit, Brian. It looks like a toilet bowl. It actually does look like something I would. It's it's bad for like we bend we, out a fresh bit. We haven't we even said at the time he was appointed <laughs> that this was just never going to work. This was not. It's not going to work. I was going. delighted when I saw this like happen because number one he get stop getting linked to Arsenal. Mm, that was true. Um, yeah. That was quite two, distressing. That like that like matchup was like the complete opposite of Pochettino and Spurs yeah. as a matchup. Like it's and not even Pochettino a did it's okay. Exact and, opposite. And, and yeah, like I was just like, like the, the he, team he's, he's used to going into teams that have fucked ton of money that he can just fucking buy everything around him mm-hmm. and get all the players mm-hmm. that he wants to play his style. Yeah, this is the thing Daniel Levi yeah. he was like, oh yeah, our top player. Anybody can have him in January for 20 million quid because one of our centre... I want my cheese room and that's exactly <laughs> how much it will cost. Artisan cheese room. That's all I'm in it for. Fuck trophies or any of that bollocks. <laughs> Artisan cheese room. <laughs> sorry what's that Daniel Rose you want a new contract sorry I can't hear you over my parmesan oh, sorry I'm too busy draining my mozzarella um, <laughs> that's damn good no it's, it's just brilliant it's yeah it's, I'm like don't get me wrong I knew it was all I'm like we knew it was all going to go to shit mm-hmm. didn't realise it was going to do it this quickly well to be fair like it, it's the mass slipped against Southampton because like they still haven't solved this problem with the away form they just can't win away for whatever reason they just can't set up they can't be they can't keep active away. At home, they're saved by the likes of Son and Mora and, and like jammy goals from Kane and the like. Yes. But the difference is like when yeah, they are Kane like can, Kane can't dive every time they need yeah. a goal. I mean, the issue is the issue he, is he ultimately tries. He yeah. tries, yeah, but eventually it's gonna yeah. But the issue is ultimately they can't defend. They just cannot defend. They're actually, they've actually conceded I was shocked when I saw this stat. They've conceded more goals on the Mourinho than they did Pochettino. They are conceding the most goals in the Premier League yeah. per game. That's that's mad. No, that's because, like, yeah. yeah, and that's because, <laughs> well, especially with like, Mourinho being like labelled as a defensive coach, but you know, because, right, he's gone into a team that needs to be kind of nurtured because that's what they had. Sort of, Pochettino ran them hard, yeah. but ultimately he gave a shit. Yeah, he loved them. Yeah, they, they, in a he, way, he like, did. Um, the players loved other players a little too much. Yeah, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> we can't uh, talk about that. Super injection. Super injection. Um, but. What? <laughs> but now they've got a, a coach that doesn't give a shit about people. Yeah, he literally he's sees a moral, players yeah. as assets. Um, he's a real old school coach as well. And that we spoke about this in the last podcast yes. as well. That, like, that he doesn't take into consideration mental fitness no. as well as. Well, we we assume not anyway. We can kind of tell. No, you can tell that. No, yeah. I'm gonna. There's lots of adjectives you could try. Uh, ascribed to Jose Mourinho and caring uh, or empathetic not empathetic no yeah. no he's, he, he is yeah. separate to the team like yeah. you can tell like, he also seemed to have I, they also kind of drew notice to the fact he has a new assistant coach because mm-hmm. Rui Ferry has gone like basically basically Hollywood he wants to manage teams by himself yeah. and they have this new guy who's basically the same like kind of cut from the same cloth as like fucking Marco Silva or something like a young Portuguese intrepid coach who like wants to like just learn under the under the, mm-hmm. the learning tree of Jose Mourinho? What is there to learn? I don't know, yeah. <laughs> but we'll learn. We'll I'm sure we'll find out over the next coming years. Don't know the guy's name. He's not going to be there for years. No, no. I, no. I mean, I met the coach, not oh, the right, not the club. No, Jesus, no, you mad? Like it's not going to be there for years. Um, it's the whole thing could be summed up uh, with the gif of um, the old. Nelson. No, the old, the old uh, like 
garbage factor, uh, the garbage man yes. uh, manager in The Simpsons. He's like, ah, yeah, when they try to mold back, he's like, ah, it's, it's so good to watch you wallow in the mess you've made. Good <laughs> you're screwed. <laughs> you know? um, yeah. They are, what, they're fourth? Uh, sixth. Sixth. I yeah, sixth. Yeah. yeah but, they, but they were in a scramble with United, Wolves, Sheffield and not really. your, gonna, yourselves they, and Palace to a lesser extent. They're, they're going to tumble down. It's going to be hilarious. Well, I, I don't say the tumble. They're not going to be top four. They're not. I don't see them getting Europa League football either. No. They're just going to be in this kind of weird quandary where like they're st- like they stop moving the stand still, where they're winning games at home, losing games away, while like a team like Wolves or Sheffield will go on a run. What's or Arsenal I, I actually run. genuinely don't know this, but like, has their record playing away improved under Mourinho? They might have won... Considering they went like nine calendar months or something without winning away. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, they've got a lot of draws. I mean, they hadn't won away since like January. Yeah, yeah was, I think that was like... Like last January, yeah, yeah, this one. Like, <laughs> yeah, as far as I know, they've got like draws instead of losses, but they still haven't really won as such. They did obviously win like a few big away games when Mourinho started. Yeah. But like I said, it's over the Christmas now, you've kind of seen it win again. Now, that, that could be fitness related as well, like... Because those, te- those players do look he start, out. He's started now to throw his players under the bus. That's a bad sign. So he's gone yeah. He's gone into the kind of... He's gone into Mourinho mode. He's blamed everybody. Mm-hmm. Who he's else blamed, can I blame except who me? Who else can I blame? Oh, I got a player who's always injured. Fuck him. Under the bus he goes. Yeah. And the other players are going to turn around and go... He's going to turn around and blame that dog at Sheffield's United now. Like, mm. like that dog destroyed. He's on the cone and they'll curse our team. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So, so, don't get me wrong. Like it's it, This is going to be a disaster... Enjoy oh, it. Watch it. Be hilarious. Yeah. Because by the time we come come back to our next podcast, we'll have played them. Yes. And it could go. It's actually at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So at the shipbo. Yeah, I fancy chances there to be honest. Because actually, their home form is starting to wean a bit as well. Because mm-hmm. they lost against Chelsea, and the Brighton game was not very convincing either. So no. I think we. I I'd be fairly confident against them. Actually, our next two games are fucking in the league. Are Spurs and United. So we have a lot to talk about in that one. Yeah. Um, but for the time being, uh, it's time to dish out our cards. So I am going to go for Jose Mourinho. I'm going to go for the FAI. Rachel, you're the, def- the deciding vote. I really hate Sunderland, but I do I hate Spurs more? Yeah. <laughs> Sunderland, Sunderland I or Mourinho? Always hate Spurs as led by Jose Mourinho. I'm going to have to go Mourinho. Oh, <laughs> is, okay. Get another draw. All right, that's fair, that's fair. In any case, <laughs> default. Default. The, the two, two sweetest, sweetest words in the English language. language. So, time for a stat attack. <laughs> Dignorich. Dignorich. <laughs> I did say that, didn't I? Yeah. I did say that. You meant to dictionary say you were you yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like a language. Two sweetest words in the English dictionary. Dignorich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like confetti all over again, isn't it? Dignorich. Isn't that like a town in Alaska, isn't it? Oh, that's Anchorage. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, that was a joke. Right, start <coughs> attack. I've got five really pretty tough ones for you today. Yeah, well, they're always fucking tough for me. Well, that's here, the fucking they? point, Rachel. It's not a quiz then, is it? We had this problem with the Bobcat quiz as well. We can't ha- ask questions that you already know, or else it's not a fucking quiz. Yeah, but you asked all the ones Neil already knew. That's because Neil's smart. <gasps> ha! Burn! So Neil's already won this one, Neil. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so question number one. 
If any of you are listening to Australia, you can actually smell Rachel. <laughs> Bernie. Bernie. Oh. Oh. What? Neil. I'm trying to be, keep this topical. Fuck you guys. Neil, do you have any idea how many koalas have died for you to make that remark? They're going extinct now. Yeah. Yeah, like 430,000 of them bastards. Yeah. And their Prime Minister has gone on holidays. Mr. Prime Minister! You're a gov- cunt! <laughs> and then the government that's left behind are like, nah, it does nothing to do with climate change. No, no, we are economy. Economy. Every single scientist going, yeah, this is totally reduced to the climate change. Yeah, because like the, the middle of Australia burning. Yeah, that's, yeah, no, that's grass switching the evenings, lads, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. See all these forest fires that you can see, actually see from space. See all of these uh, W League, Women's League. Uh, matches that are getting cancelled because the air quality is actually too bad for the players to go out into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I well to be fair, like I that does sound bad, but there's also people going to beaches for refuge, and then the solution after that is to go into the water. <laughs> the sharks in the water. <laughs> <laughs> no, the sharks are all on fire, Rachel. <laughs> Everything is on fire. I don't. That I, just raises more questions. <laughs> There's kangaroos mugging people on the street now for food. You don't realise that. Anyway, uh, question number one of the stat attack before we get into uh, Australian politics. How many people have been mugged by kangaroos? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, how did he know? Okay, on New Year's Day, a player completed more dribbles than Chelsea and Watford. Who is it? New Year's Day. P- completed more dribbles than Chelsea and Watford. For the record, he he made 15 dribbles in this game. Successful dribbles. I actually fucking remember reading something like this. I'm going to say Traore. Dama Traore. Yeah. Yeah. Neil? Bollocks. I actually remember reading this. I can't remember who it is. Do you want to take a blind stab in the dark? Yeah, no, no, I'll, do, I'll go with Pepe because I, I don't, I know that's not the answer because he had ten. Mm. Um, shit, no, I can't remember who. You gonna go for Pepe? Yeah. Well, one of you is right. Uh, the correct answer was against Watford at Damage Traore. Fifteen successful dribbles against Watford, and they still somehow lost. I didn't know what team he played for. <laughs> 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 it's it was it was her blind spot in fairness. It's the worst. <laughs> And we have. Suppose you didn't even know he was a footballer. I wouldn't mind, but this came up in a quiz months ago. Did we have proof that she doesn't know who he plays for? Yeah, I had listened back to that. I've told you this. Yes, back and he still got it wrong. Still got more questions wrong than I. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love this podcast. Okay, question number two. Rachel's leading one nil. Mario Vrancic became the fourth Bosnian player to score a goal in the Premier League, joining Edin Dzeko and Sead Kolesinac. Who is the other Bosnian oh, player to score in the Premier League? I was going to say Norwich because I, like, I knew he played for Norwich. Norwich is not Bosnian. I know. <laughs> Nor- Norwicha. So, <laughs> Kolesnac and... Dzeko. So, if we have Rancic, Dzeko and Kolesnac and this other player. Serna. Serna. Yeah. <laughs> no idea. What's your what's your knowledge of Bosnian players like lads? It's uh, not the best. No, I, I'm trying to get that. Listed all of the ones I knew. Yeah, except for one more. Shahangbash? No, Hangbash isn't. Is he's Iranian? He's Iranian, which is not Bosnia. No, well off. I remember in 2011, Bosnia and Herzegovina mm. had a fantastic Eurovision entry. 
it doesn't. It it's it it's has a, no help does not for vary, right but now. at least you're giving Bosnia the the you know the props it deserves. Like how I learned that the country existed. Mm. <laughs> Shout out to your Bosnian fans, by the way. Bollocks! I've no idea. Do you want to take a blind stab? No. Go on, go for. It. No. Go on, try it. Try it. No, no, no try it. No, well, just give no. us a name. Just give us a name. I've no idea. David no. McGoldrick. Okay, your answer is David McGoldrick. Um, <laughs> is that the pass version? <laughs> <laughs> That's Aaron McGoldrick, yeah. Because he hasn't even scored. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Okay, obviously you're both wrong. Yeah. Uh, Serna, by the way, has never played in the Premier League and he's Croatian, which would be a there uh, we go. pretty problematic thing to say about Bosnians. Yeah. That's a correct I answer. mistake, yeah. Yeah, correct answer. He played for Stoke and it's Asmir Begovic. Oh, fuck. The fucking... The windy goal. Yeah. Pick the goalkeeper. Yeah, Asmir Begovic. Oh. Even if I'd have known Begovic was Bosnian, I still wouldn't have gone for him. I totally have forgotten he'd scored Totally forgotten he'd scored that goal. Yeah. I wouldn't even mind, but I actually remember talking about his post-match interview where he was slagging, he was like ripping the piss out of his strikers going off. Any of them need any goal-scoring tips, they can come in there. <laughs> yeah. Great, great, good lads. Hope he's doing well. Question number three. Nuno Espirito Santo became only the second manager to win a league double over Pep Guardiola's Man City. Who was the first manager? I have a vague recollection that I've heard this stat before. Mm -hmm. Over Pep Guardiola's City? Yes. Since Guardiola's taken over City, only two managers done the league double. Nuno is one of them. I have a feeling it was when they were talking about Nuno. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can think of you say that Nuno is not the right answer. I, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. I'm just trying to help, Rachel. I love this dead air. Hope yeah. you keep this. I, I want to keep it in because I want people like listening to the podcast to be shouting the right answer yeah, on the bus. Yeah, we can hear them screaming. Fuck, I have no idea. Right, lads, blind stabs. Just go for it. Go for Wenger. <sighs> Wenger? Yeah. Mourinho. Mourinho. Both wrong, unfortunately. Yeah. The correct answer was when he was managing Chelsea, Antonio Sam. Conte. Oh, Conte. Conte. This was in was Guardiola's so. first season when mm -hmm. they weren't good. Yeah, okay. Yes. They were good in their second season either. Now, this one might surprise you. Which Premier League team has scored eight goals from corners more than any other team? Arsenal. Arsenal. It's the correct answer. I tweeted out that fact. Did you? <laughs> I didn't actually notice that. <laughs> I, I picked that up independent, would you believe? No. No, how about that? So 2-1 then. Two more than any it's other. So, like, that, is, that has been a thing that has the fans... <clears throat> The, the stands have like gone mad about it yes. we never used to be dangerous at set pieces and now all of a sudden we can score at corners yeah and I, like, I, I love that, that that's, that doesn't count like corner header in that's like going like knock on mm. second phase all that kind of crap like so question number five this is a three pointer <gasps> so Neil could get a swing on this right three players have played more than 300 games in the Premier League in the 2010s can you name them? More than 300 games. Yes. In 10 Milner. years. In the 10 years, yeah. Milner. Milner. So, you're going to go for Milner. Yeah. That's one of your nailed on choices. 
Check. Powder check, okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Milner, check, and... Mata. I'll go with Milner, De Gea, that's to be a goalkeeper. He's not played in the Premier League. Um. <laughs> Shit, Mark Noble. Mark Noble. Oh. Okay. So, both has got one right. <laughs> so, in descending order, he's this fella's played 306 games in the Premier League. Ben Foster. Ah, I know Man United, Stoke, Villa, Watford. Since the 2010s. James Milner is second on 308 games. Uh, obviously from his uh, Leeds, Newcastle, Villa, fucking City, Liverpool. He's been everywhere. But 309 games, I was shocked when I heard this. And I didn't actually believe it until I checked. Jordan Henderson. Oh. Jordan Henderson. Because he broke into the Sunderland squad in the 2010s. Yeah. And he's a Dalglish signing ever since. Mm. And he's been a mainstay in the Liverpool team. 309 games in 10 years. On average, what, 31 games per season? Yeah. Not bad going. so forgettable. Bad, isn't it? But yeah. It's weird, like, you wouldn't have appreciated it, but, Jesus, appreciate him now. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to do a very quick Eurovision slash Crystal Football. the two teams together it's not going to work just, no. just, just trust me on that one so we don't obviously have any Champions League football to talk about this week because you know done their little break you know yes. uh, and we don't have any Europa League football to talk about because they're on their mini break as well yes. but we do have draws to talk about so what I'm going to do is I'm going to call out the last 16 draw uh, and the last 32 draw that's relevant to us in the Europa League and I'll get you guys to predict who gets through to the quarterfinals okay. or at least discuss what teams you fancy basically from the Champions League in these draws. So, first match I have on my list is a fucking doozy, lads, right? Actually, credit all around, this is a fantastic draw for the Champions League. Really big fan of it. So, first match I have is Borussia Dortmund versus PSG. <laughs> What's going on there? Fuck off. Are you joking? Okay, we just saw there from the Arsenal <laughs> women's team that Emma Mitchell has joined Spurs on loan. Rachel is upset about this. Yeah, no, that's not the official one. That's not an April Fool's thing. That is not. Like, Emma Mitchell's the vice captain, right? No. Is she not? No. Okay. I don't know who she is. I just had in my head she was part of the fucking captaincy. She is a leader. <laughs> she <not>. is Scottish. <laughs> Impossibly so. Only explanation is this is a banter thing that we're saying, sending her in to send them under. <laughs> Secret agent Sherwood. <laughs> no. So. I've just ruined Rachel's. You have completely there. ruined. <laughs> yeah. 
She's going to start crying now. So, Neil, um, <laughs> talk to me about Dortmund versus PSG. Uh, it's going to be a fun match, isn't it? It's going to be a fun match when Dortmund absolutely stomp PSG. I, I said this in the last... Uh, yeah, I talked it great. Yeah. But to be fair, like, Dortmund should. Dortmund should. 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 Unleash the unit. The, a gentle reminder that the front line is Rice, Goetze, Sancho and Unit. That's the front line of the Spurs. As long as that midfield can team. just get the ball to those guys. Yeah, that's all it is. Like If Unit has the same form he did in Salzburg, holy shit. Dortmund have seen nothing yet. Like mm. The last thing is like because like they've signed him, their like, star striker Alcacer, who's been out injured, is apparently going to get sold off yeah. just outright because they don't need him anymore. That's mm. mad. That's complete. And he's scored like, a goal a game for them. Since he was, before he was injured, um, PSG. I'm not. I. It always comes around with the last sixteen. I was thinking like, oh, PSG might have a chance to then, but then I realised like, no, they're in a a bang average league, and their team, their players are so mercenary, and Neymar wants a fuck his sister, so it's not going to work. No. this time around. Well, unless they do what they did last time, which is scrap Neymar and um, Mbappe mm. and just play with the rest of the teams that want to play. That worked out so well in the group stages. Yeah, it is crazy. Like the game against Real was just literally yeah, stopped Ma- them three 0 Was the Di Maria running the fucking show? Absolutely he was brilliant. Although Cavani's gone, he's gone to Atletico. That's great. Yeah, that's great. For them. So they've got a Cardi up front now instead. That's great. He's yeah. a good player. He's yeah. a very good player. Don't don't play Neymar. Don't play Neymar. <laughs> he's shy. He's useless. Yeah, he's completely good. useless. Um, either way, I think it's a really tasty game. I think. Oh it's yeah, a, it's gonna be detailed. It's gonna be a great game. Yeah, I'd love to watch it myself. Depend. I don't. I'm not sure how the fixtures like rolled out mm-hmm. in terms of like the way it goes, but I fancy Dortmund to win it. But yeah. I can't. Like if Mbappe is on form, it's hard to deny him, especially if it is like a front line of like a Cardi, like a Cardi, a Cardi Neymar and Mbappe is too irresistible. Like yeah, you know. And it's like Tuchel going back to his old stomping ground as well. So, we know. I think, as far as I know, like Dortmund domestically are doing quite average. Yeah, quite they don't like the, the coach favourite because they think he's too defensive. Yeah. You know, they think like they should get someone Klopp style, just go in and just like kick door down Cavalier style, you know. So, I think PSG might win it. Mm, okay, no. You're going to go with uh, Dortmund? Dortmund? Yep. Rachel, have you got an opinion? Yeah, sure. The world is over. <laughs> Everything is over. Everything is shit. <laughs> She's genuinely like checking Twitter here to make yeah, sure this she is, is not a literally fit. absolutely chronic trick. Go. What's the next one? Next one is Real Madrid versus Man City. Oh. The the streak of the easy draw has ended, or has it, Neil? Uh, is Real Madrid Real Madrid an easy draw? No, well, it's not as difficult to draw as it would be in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not the Real of old. Um, they haven't been for quite a while. Yeah. Um, but like this is a team that's literally playing against itself at times. But it it all depends if Real can get Bale firing, they'll win. Yeah, like I've, I I kind of have this opinion as well. But like, I, I have this. I have City to win this, I, which galls me. Like that actually literally causes me actual physical pain. Yeah. To state that, and I wouldn't state it under any of the circumstances other than I genuinely don't think that Real. I mean, like, this kind of like snake charming thing mm. with Bale. Where he'll only show up when he wants to. Yeah. Will eventually run out, and I think it's gonna run out there. I think it, it it's gonna hit its limit. Possibly. And see, yeah. all I'm like, oh, Pep, Pep is smart enough to know that all he has to do is just get rid of Bale, mm-hmm. like as in like mark him out or make sure that the ball doesn't go anywhere near that prick, which yeah. is easier said than done. But all they have to do is just contain him, and the rest of Real will just fall into line. Look. Yeah, I they'll do. fall into line like a house of dominoes. Check me. Yeah, you, you do reason very well in that, in that sense. And I'm trying to figure out, like, 
I'm trying to figure out where Madrid are in terms of their like horrendous injury crisis because they have no midfield like pretty mm-hmm. much. Like, they're keeping on Hamas guys who they don't like, but they're uh, pretty much compelled to have them. Yeah. And the same with Bale, like they can't afford to like slog slog off these players, and I don't think they actually have the funds to go and replace them because they realize like, well, if we wipe midfielders, we're just going to be swamped, you yeah. know. So, in a way, like I would f- still recommend City to be the favorites, but I can still see them fucking it up though. In the same token, like. Uh, they don't. I don't. No, I yes. I do. I do say they'll they'll fuck up, but Real will fuck up more. Mm. Yeah, it's gonna Again, be that kind of like. It is that gonna be that kind of. Uh, <laughs> Renard's FIFA Team of the Year trophy has gone missing after it was taken from her suitcase on a train. What? Breaking news, folks. Jesus Christ! We have to end this podcast before like we get World War Three actually confirmed. <laughs> Fucking hell. This podcast is officially going on forever, lads. Do not remember... Do, please stay indoors. Don't remember the event. Um, okay, I'll go with Man City. I'll go with Man City for my one. Same here, yeah? Yeah, okay. Uh, At- Atlanta versus Valencia. This is a fun one. Uh, two completely batshit teams going against each other. Valencia at the top seeds in this one. Um, I'd like Atlanta to get through. because nah, Valencia are going to win this. Yeah, I, that's this what I was going to say. Like Atlanta just seemed too glass, too much of a glass cannon to actually get anywhere. And Valencia can actually defend. This is true too. Yeah, and they've got these a decent fucking midfield, yeah. really good midfield. Um, yeah, I, I'll go with Valencia for that one. Um, here's a tasty one as well. <sighs> this I just can't wait for the touchline for this one. Atletico Madrid versus Liverpool. Yeah, I think this, is this the first time Simeone and Klopp have met each other? Because I feel like. Yes, because the world is still existing. Yeah, that's true. Because it's like teeth. Because literally, they're yeah. two of the angriest coaches. I don't know. Klopp's been pretty zen since he took over Liverpool. Nah, but like he, you know when you know how Klopp when he loses it and tries to. I mean, like, if Klopp tries to eat Simeone, Simeone be like, go for it. He's gonna go balls, absolutely. balls. <laughs> um, Just pointing a target on his yeah. crotch, like. I don't know. It's gonna be the ultimate test of Liverpool's attack and prowess too have a team that actually loves suffering in defence mm. but a coach that loves to make his team suffer in defence yeah so like yeah um, but still the te- it's the team that's it's the teams that score goals that win games and I'll go with Liverpool on this one yeah I, I'm kind now, of they, don't get me wrong like I'm I'm saying that like you'll win 1-0 in one leg yes. squeak it nil all in the next and that's how you'll go through. I think so. I agree with that. Yeah, I, yeah. I will say over both legs, there will not be more than one goal. No, I will actually absolutely one hundred completely agree with you because I don't see Madrid scoring. No. First off, like the like the, the this is not the Atletico Madrid team that like would have been feared a year or two ago, being like viable like dark horses for the Champions League. Griezmann, the Griezmann, the Griezmann era, yeah. yeah. When you have those players, and and then like not even Griezmann, but having like fuckers like Diego Costa waiting in the wings, yeah. and you got great players like Son Lagez and Rodri at the time yeah. playing really well. Then they had the good defenders. They had Godin and Miranda and all these like just shit houses. Yeah, they're all gone now. Mm-hmm. The one thing that is though that they still have a brilliant keeper in All Black. Yeah, and more pro- breaking news. <laughs> West, <laughs> Holy shit! West Ham United's game against Everton has been postponed after a significant flu outbreak on the Hammer squad. This the women's team, is it? Yeah. Jesus. The flu has ravaged through the squad. I think it's another team that's like has a flu problem as There's well. There's a the, the the flu that has been has affected this podcast. Yes, they, they got to us first. <clears throat> we survived. Has stripped them all. Like, I've actually seen Leanne Kiernan's um Instagram post of her like dying. Yeah, <laughs> like lying in bed. This going, is my last will and testament. Like, can't can't move and uh, yeah, like now yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that's mad. Uh, 
Just grasping. You're just grasping for straws at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Having heard Emma Mitchell's going to Spurs. So... <laughs> Please give us more news. She's paused to vomit on her phone. <laughs> there is Tim. Tim Stillman has um, posted a thread. Um, I just thought you were going to say threat there. <laughs> Could be uh, explaining really. that Arsenal women don't consider Spurs a rival because they are so beneath them. Ah. Um, and she's not getting the playing playing time that she needs, so it'll be a good. She doesn't have to move too far, so it's just to get her playing time and get her back up to the fitness that she was. You're still going to have to see Emma Mitchell in a Spurs jersey. You know that breathing that we were talking about? Was <laughs> She's doing the exact same. It's like, That's it. I don't want to say anything inflammatory about Emma Mitchell. Fucking <laughs> Once this microphone is going off, she's trashing this yeah, place. I am only not talking because I don't want to get sued. Yeah, I'm going to be here like 4 a.m. trying to scrape her. Why? Why? So, um, what? What are we still doing? Euro thing? Yeah, yes. you oh, go to sleep. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Chelsea versus Bayern Munich. Munich. Yeah, I think so. Munich are not great, but they've got Lewandowski. The Munich aren't great, but they're consistent. Which is more than mm. Chelsea are, and that's what wins games pretty much. Absolutely, yeah. Chelsea might play great for one game, and then they'll just shit it. On the other. This is the problem. Like their league form is telling me that they can't do it over two legs. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they can do. They might have a great away game at the Allianz Arena. They might do like have a fantastic performance. Abraham might score a goal, or Hudson Odoi might get himself in the shop window again. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, you can't. It, the, the front line is irresistible. Nabry, Lewandowski. And who, like the midfield, they've spot for choice. Like just yeah. go like, oh, we'll bench Tolizo for now. Mm. It's like that's not fair. That is <laughs> no, no, that's bullshit. <laughs> you can't just allow yourself to sub that. Fuck you. Yeah. And just like, oh no, maybe we won't play Kimmage this week. Yes. You know, maybe we'll just have like Bernat in. Bernat's quite good. They got Pavard as well, don't they? Pavard, yeah. So they have a choice between Pavard and Kimmage as their right back. Oh, fuck off. I hate Munich. Tory bastards. But they are going to win the Eagles. Don't you know the guy that scored the Waffle Goal in the World Cup? Yeah, we have him now. We, we have, don't want to play we him. We have acquired him. Uh, <laughs> if we don't want to play him, we can play the other guy, which is You see this? You see this? This is our Lewis acquisition. It's called Borussia Dortmund. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuckers. Anyway. But yeah, I give it to Bayern. Yes. Uh, this one seems like uh, an easy enough draw as well. Leon versus Juve. Juve. Yeah, uh, Leon are a nice blue chip team, but. It's the same thing with the Leon team. They will have a few good players in the shop window, like the Fakirs, Fer- the Depays, the Dembele's. A few of them get sold off, a few of them stay, and then they get sold off again. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know, so I, I actually expect Rinse this Leon. and repeat. Rinse and repeat. And Juve, I think are doing like average in like Serie A. They're in like, they're in a, basically a knife fight with Inter at the yeah. moment. And Napoli to a lesser extent. Yeah. But, um, but like I said, Serie Ball is kind of like taking effect and Ronaldo doesn't like it. No. But he's still actually playing really well, which is absurd. Yeah, like, no, because like Sari Ball involves getting the ball to the striker, mm-hmm. and he's the striker. Yeah, and he's like, I like the ball. He does like the ball. Does like we the have ball. noticed that before. Yeah. He does like the ball. And yeah. he, who's the other striker there? It's uh, Higuain. Higuain, yeah. Yeah, and he much prefers Ronaldo over Higuain. Yes. So the front line is, I think it's Bernadeschi on the opposite flank yes, as well. That's, right. that's who I think we were thinking of initially. So. Yeah, it's a good it's a good team. Um, they're spoiled for choice, like midfield defender, like defenders are just Ugh, super good. The defense is sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Agreed. It's good. It's a good team. You're very gonna win this. Nailed on. Mm-hmm. Here's a tricky one. I think this is um this one's gonna be. I wouldn't call it an upset because I think it's a really good team. It's Spurs versus um, <laughs> Club Rock Shandy Leipzig. 
No, I think Lipsy win. Lipsy win, yeah, I agree completely. Yeah. It's all Timo Werner at the moment. Yep. Unless they bring Emma Mitchell up. <laughs> <laughs> that was that? actually said through tears. Through tears. She's holding back tears here, folks. We're not even holding back anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on. Pull up this. She's fine, she's fine, she's fine. Yeah, Rachel, here. It's two people hold. It is two people hold. Okay, there we go. Oh, look, she's, she's posting videos of her scoring goals for Arsenal. <laughs> This is, this is like seeing someone like grieve. No, no, this is, this is actual bereavement. This is mad. Like if she were going to anywhere else. Yeah. Anywhere else. She'd be like, all right then. She, she's just posted that she, uh, it's going to be a new challenge for me and I'm looking forward to being part of the squad and meeting the girls ahead of a big game against Manchester City. She just wants to score a goal against City again. It all makes sense. Yeah, but in a Spurs jersey. This is the coping part. This is the, <laughs> this is the bargaining part. To help Arsenal. She was in denial last In a Spurs jersey. She's lost her position to Katie McCabe. So she wants to go out and play for Except, Arsenal. This is acceptance. Okay. Bargaining. Bargaining. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. And last one. So we all, we're all going for Leipzig in that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Disgustingly sugary flavoured drink. Yeah. Iron Brew Leipzig. Uh, last one then is a tasty affair Napoli versus Barca very very tasty but Barca will win that yes if, Nap- if Napoli didn't um, sack Ancelotti I would have thought Napoli yeah because like Ancelotti is actually really good at what he does yeah and uh, it was Ancelotti that made that Napoli team tick yeah. and they're going to find that out pretty fucking sharpish yeah I completely agree with you on that one uh, I don't like the Barcelona team because they're so top heavy and Griezmann's not clicking at Barca. Yeah, no, he's not. And for Verdi, is still somehow in a job primarily because Pochettino's not ready yet. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Um, but yeah, it's a tasty affair. So we're saying, well, we're kind of split between Dortmund and PSG on that affair, but we're going for Man City. I think, I know, I'd be happy. Well, I'm going for PSG. I'm so. not going to say I'd be happy to put my money, but if it's I go to my head, I would put my money on Dortmund. Yeah. The top comment. <laughs> confused, babe. Confused, John, going, yeah. what the no. fuck is going on? So we're going Man City, Valencia, <laughs> Liverpool, Bayern Munich, <laughs> Neil Warnock, Schockler, Juventus, uh, Leipzig, and Barcelona. That's where we think the quarterfinals will be. Go for it. Uh, Europa League then, we're just going to rattle through it. Wolves draw Drew Espanyol. That's a tidy enough draw for them. Espanyol. Yeah. Uh, really? Yeah. Go with them. Wow, I'm surprised. No. Let me sit down. Um, I don't think Wolves are going to prioritise the Europa League. <sighs> Ooh, I don't know. I man. think there's there's going to be a consideration that Wolves can't go far in it, mm. um, and they'll probably prioritise. They're in the FA. They're still in the FA Cup, are they? Uh, yes, they are. Well, yeah. they they haven't started the FA Cup yet, so yeah. they'll they'll go with that. I'm surprised because I th- I see Wolves generally going for the Europa. Well, League. That could be that could be wrong. It's yeah, just, that's my sense of the team is that they're going to go domestic. Okay, first. that's interesting. No, because I, I, I'm interested. they'll realise that if they. Like, as far as they go in the Europa League they will eventually come up against a better team yeah because as I said like there's been a massive influx of like big teams dropping into the Europa League mm-hmm. Inter, Ajax, Benfica like that's mad um, Celtic they got drawn away against uh, Copenhagen which is uh, pretty much which was my school's uh, favourite um, away trip during the Champions League days mm-hmm. not anymore because of a certain incident I'm not allowed to mention uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah it's a good that's a good tie for Celtic I think that's a that's a very good tie for Celtic. Um, so, the other Scottish tie actually is Rangers versus Braga. That's a good tie for Rangers as well, I think. I know Braga got through Wolves group fairly handily, mm-hmm. but I, I think Rangers can handle that. Yeah. Um, United, though. Club Bruges. No, United will win. You think so? Yeah. Okay. They, they, can, they can steamroll their who by sheer force of money. 
Yeah, that's true. And Bruges had their whole team like reaps last oh, year. They were just absolutely. Yeah. They got the whirlwind. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, and then you guys have Olympiacos. Yep, we'll win that. Yeah, tidy draw, I think. Olympiacos are not a are average. Average team, and it's not a big trip. No. It's only to Greece. Greece, yeah. So I'm happy enough. Yeah. Our players will actually get that warm weather fucking training camp. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's what you want. Yes. Yes, yes. In a country that's not on fire. <laughs> not yet, <laughs> not Neil. Not yet, <laughs> Neil. Give it a couple of months <laughs> when yes. the trade winds kick in. Yes. So, this has been a long podcast. But I have one last question to ask, and it's our blockbuster. New year, uh-huh. 2020, uh-huh. the year Liverpool finally win the league unless World War Three kicks off. Which or I, Stan Kroenke buys them. Or Stan Kroenke, it's not going to happen. Um, so, I will ask all three of us, yeah. who do you think will be the breakout star of 2020? Pepe. Nicolas Pepe? Yep. What uh, What has he saying now? I think this is the time when he clicks. I think he gets out of the system. Yeah. I think Arteta likes him. I think uh, Arteta's been waiting to, um, you know... Get him into the team. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay, that's a. It's no, a, I think it's, that's it's a good choice. It. Yeah, it's a good choice because I think he kind of does need to break out, if that makes sense. Like, if if that does help, um, I'm gonna go with a bit left field. I'm gonna pick a United player. <coughs> Greenwood. Greenwood. Yeah. I like him. I really. No, like I, him I, play. Think he's a, I think he's a fantastic player. I think he's yeah. very good. It's he plays for United. It's not gonna work. No, well, actually, I think it works for him personally because they do need strikers. And it is the same kind of thing that's happened with Rashford. Where you like, Rashford and Lingard and fucking Marshall? Oh, I wouldn't classify Lingard as a striker. As a, I, <laughs> as a I barely, I barely let alone class, as a striker. I barely class Lingard as a fucking living human being. <laughs> beans, 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 yeah. beans, beans. He's one of those people that's like, oh, he's young, give him potential, he's got potential, give I'm him some 43. time. 43. He's like, he's 27. <laughs> They keep remembering him back when he was a football manager at 13, like, you know, yeah. and he was great potential exactly, back then. Yeah. yeah. No, I think, I honestly do think, like, Greenwood is, I think, a little bit more talented than Rashford. It's vastly more talented than Rashford. Yeah. Like, the fact that he can hit with both feet, yeah, very big, easily. massive asset. Mm-hmm. Um, Rashford is a, is a lot more pacey than, uh, than Greenwood no, no, is. No, I, oh, no, it gets that he is better, mm. not even just potential. I think a natural, nat- more naturally a striker. I think, he, uh, not even just potential. I, I get that he's better than what United have, but United don't have a midfield. Yes. So, ergo, he's up front, without a midfield. Playing on scraps, really. That, that, that ball's not getting to him. Mm-hmm. You know? They well, have, they, the only decent midfielder they've got that can convincingly do it creatively is Mata, and he can't do 90 minutes yeah. anymore. Yeah, he's not fit um, And for some weird reason, like, Ole won't, pay, won't play Pereira. He could be fitness as well, if we don't know. But he doesn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and that's it. So, I'm like, like what, what hope do you have? I'm like, even with the, with the Arsenal game, like, they were so desperate to try and get Rashford and Lingard mm. into the game. Um, but just Fred and 
fucking it just, it was just too turgid like you couldn't up for it. And yeah. just Shaw was just getting absolutely born to the crisp by Pepe nothing was happening on the other side either mm-hmm. it's just, no it wasn't working like yeah. don't get me wrong yes potentially he is very very much he is potentially one of the best players mm-hmm. around but um, like no but that midfield no no, that, I, see, I see your point, I see your point. So we've got a vote for Pepe, we've got a vote for Greenwood. Rachel, have you got one? A breakout star for 2020? Uh, something from the women's game, maybe. It's going to say Tyler Tolland. Yeah, Ty- um, Tolland would be a very good shelf. Uh, she's just gone 18, uh, fantastic uh, number six at the minute. Mm. But could, I could definitely see her playing as a number eight, number ten. Yeah, because she... When we saw her play against Montenegro, she was playing in that kind of number six, mm. wasn't she? And she was actually quite, she was quite good at it. She even scored the goal. Despite being quite small, yeah, in stature and young in age, mm-hmm. she was one of the most secure players on the ball for yeah. us that day. Um, she got bought by Man City on her eighteenth birthday, which is a great thing to have. In um, fairness. And she has made a handful of appearances, mm. but I, at the minute they've got the likes of Jill Scott and Kira Walsh, who are kind of defensively minded midfielders. Um, but uh, I can see her breaking into that squad in twenty twenty yeah. and causing Arsenal all sorts of problems. I was about to say, like, because like age is very much on her side, so oh, like, yeah, yeah. You, you don't need to rush her into the squad or anything like that. You know? Genuinely think like she's one of the most talented young players no matter what age mm. you're talking about um she, did, like she seems so comfortable on the ball for like someone like age, she's like, got like a ridiculous amount of caps for her age as well like yeah. i think she's been playing since she was 15 for the irish senior squad yeah i think so yeah like she made her debut at 15 or something ridiculous it was probably the same thing you had to cap her or else someone the mother country would have taken her because that's how wales like always do their players like yeah. get them in young one cap bags it basically um, so yeah she'd be I, I've, I've mentioned this in on the athletic myself, you know, <laughs> on a, a Q and A. Neil Puss um, is spinning in his grave. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mentioned her that she's my one <clears> to watch for the for twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, I think if Ireland have any chance of competing in a major tournament, I think she will be a pivotal role for it. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to see her play more for Ireland. I think maybe because the new coaches they just want to see what they're like training wise. Yeah, yeah. She didn't play against Ukraine, but I think we've got a few games on this year, so we'll probably see more of her. Yeah, hopefully. I definitely think so. I think she was out injured at that point. Oh, was she? Yeah. Okay, that that does explain it then. Yeah. Cool. Well, guys, um, that is it then. So Pepe Greenwood and Tyler Toland is our breakout stars for twenty twenty. Um, sorry rest of continental Europe you just don't matter at the moment but fuck a unit whatever I mean he's already broken out at this stage but mm-hmm. surely he can break out more maybe he can look at like some sort of like giant colossus destroyed in the field pretty much yes so he can ravage Tokyo <laughs> exactly <laughs> Kaiju in, Kaiju Holland I love to see that so guys that has been a very very big podcast uh, well done if you get through all of it I'm not sure how I'm going to do editing wise we'll just I'm it's That's going to be fun for you. It's going to be fun. It's going to yeah. take me all weekend. Might need another <laughs> bottle of wine for that. I think I might need another bottle of wine. We're not sponsored, but uh, we'll, it's, it's a very nice wine and it worked very, very well tonight. Indeed, <laughs> it did. It's fair to say. So, guys, um, it's, it's been a hell of a show. It's been a hell of a night for Rachel. <laughs> emotional roller coaster. Uh, yeah, an emotional roller coaster. One, one stat attack. You want that attack, yeah. One of those emotional roller coasters that winds up going off the rails and smashing into the side of a mountain, killing everyone on board. Yes, and somehow the captain was Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, 
that's been the Liquid Football Podcast. We'll be back in a couple of weeks um, to review all the Premier League action and, and Sunday. And role at Spurs at Undermining City for us. Yes, Secret Agent uh, Mitchell. I, I'm if it works, we are actually changing that meme to Secret Agent Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair to say. Yeah, yeah. 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 Although I don't want to say sure go away though. That's, that's Yeah, but that means us posting up pictures of Adam Mitchell in a Spurs jersey. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave you on that note you're folks. ignoring that reality oh I think Rachel's trying to ignore that reality right now and and it's reality. Not, reality's oh, gonna oh, snap this is a wide induced hellscape yes <laughs> what did you spike me with you fuck yeah you're gonna you're gonna wake up in the morning and go like oh fuck we were podcasting for four hours ah oh. I dreamt I dreamt that Emma Mitchell joined Spurs, which is completely stupid. Oh no! Like her like Instagram photo is gonna be her in a yeah. half and half jersey. <laughs> <laughs> no, she'll do the cost. She'll do the cost challenge. She'll throw off the Arsenal jersey and put the Spurs one on, and I've killed the mood. So guys, um, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. That was a good football. <laughs>